listening to The Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast. Today's most exciting travel destinations. Brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Everyone and welcome to the Travel Podcast, where we aim to inspire you with some brilliant news, views, and behind-the-scenes look at some of the most amazing destinations in the world. I'm Steve Witt, co-founder of one of the UK's biggest travel companies, and as always, I'm joined by a team of travel experts who will live and breathe travel every single day for work. And as travel experts, more importantly than anything else, they are passionate about traveling the world. So uh, uh, I'm joined by some familiar faces now. Uh, so, uh, who's in the room with us today? Hi, everyone. It's Lauren here. Hi, when it's Matthew. Sorry, Duncan. I'm Sorry. also joined by our special guest, Duncan. Welcome, Duncan. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. So, today we're going to be talking about um, a destination I'm desperate to go and visit, not least because one of my great friends, someone I've known for many years, recently moved here and has doesn't stop telling me about all the fantastic places they go to and all the great things and the photos I keep seeing on Facebook uh, make me very jealous. So today we're heading off to North Carolina. Matt, what can you tell us about it? Um, yeah, so those who are, aren't aware of where North Carolina is um, in America, it is it borders Virginia, um, Tennessee, uh, South Carolina, and Georgia. So it's about three hours drive from Washington D.C. Um, so a lot further up than a lot of people think. Sometimes people think it actually borders um, down close to Florida, which it doesn't. Um, but it also has direct flights into Charlotte. And talking about flights, it was actually um, home to the first flight of the by the Wright brothers. Um, but as we said, we do have um, the ex- expert on with us today. We have Duncan, who um, who uh, represents uh, North Carolina within the UK, um, who's going to take us through what a wonderful and diverse um, state this is, from the coastlines, the city of Charlotte, and up into um, the mountains, which are home to the Appalachian Trails um, in the western part of the state. So, um, Duncan, if I can hand over to you. Yeah, thanks, Matt. And it's, it's great to be part of this today. And what I hope to do is give you some ideas of some of the nice things there is to see and do across the state of North Carolina. As Matt said, you know, we have direct flights into Charlotte and we have a direct service into Raleigh. But that said, you can reach the beaches of North Carolina within a sort of three, three and a half hour drive of Washington, D.C. Um, it's also easily accessible from, from the likes of Nashville and Charleston and Atlanta. So we sit really well from an accessibility point of view. The state itself is, as, as Matt sort of said, we've got coastline and mountains. So it is very, very diverse topography. We do go from coast to the highest mountains on the um, east coast of America, all within a distance of about 540 miles. So very, very diverse, but not in huge distance. We split the state ourselves into three specific regions, the coastal region, the central or Piedmont area, Piedmont meaning flatlands, and then the mountain region. So if we look at it in a sort of piece by piece basis, or we start with Charlotte and sort of talk through how you might use the state as as, as a holiday. Charlotte is our biggest city. Um, It's actually the biggest banking and finance city outside of New York. So you've got this very modern cosmopolitan city with a lot of new architecture, but literally within half a mile, you can be in the neighborhoods with the smaller wooden buildings where all the locals live, enjoying really great food. 
a lot of history in the Charlotte area. It is the home of the first gold rush, which many people don't realize. Still a lot of gold under Charlotte, but it's actually too expensive to mine, so it will remain there. It was home of the first US Mint, um, and also a huge um, connection really with royalty in the UK and Germany because it's in Mecklenburg County, which also relates to some of the royalty in the UK. Um, just outside of Charlotte, there is an Air Museum. The Air Museum actually hosts or is now home to um, the plane that was that landed on the river in, in the northeast of the US a few years ago, where the film Sully came from. That plane was flying to Charlotte, so it's now reached what they class as its spiritual home, which is Charlotte Air, Air Museum. Also within downtown Charlotte, uh, we have the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That traces the history of NASCAR motor racing series, and that evolved from Prohibition and moonshine and bootlegging and that's a very interesting story in itself so when they basically when they banned alcohol could we imagine at a time like this that would happen they um the, the, the moonshine was made up in the mountains it was run into the cities by the, the bootleggers the, the revenue guys would then chase the bootleggers and one by one they'd upgrade the cars to go faster and faster once they made alcohol illegal again these guys had nothing to do so they went racing uh, and that is how nascar started and just outside charlotte there is the charlotte motor speedway and you can go out there and you can do ride arounds in a race car or a minivan if you want that adrenaline fix it is absolutely amazing normally for charlotte we would suggest two maybe three nights as a, as a place to stop because there is so much to see and do once you leave charlotte i would look at heading over towards our coast um, and if you're a golfer then a halfway place to stop would be pinehurst Pinehurst was the home to the, uh, the US Open in 2014. And that's a great place to go and see, great little towns around there. But if you are a golfer, you can play the championship course number two. You just need to stay at Pinehurst property. Uh, it's one of the few places in the US where the US Open is held where you can play the main championship course. From Pinehurst, I would head a little bit further, sort of southeast in the state to, to Wilmington. Wilmington is very similar to Charleston with its maritime history, um, but at the same time, it's a university town, so it's got a very young feel to it going on as well with some great bars, restaurants and things. Um, also home to Screen Gem Studios, where they film Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill, and you can go and do studio tours there as well. The Dawson's Creek, what a blast from the past. So you can go and visit, yeah. the, can you go and see, obviously, where all that was filmed and are there like tour, are there tours for for? The, the film inside of it you can go and see, there are city tours where they show you where certain parts of these were filmed and you can go to screen gem studios and, and do studio tours you do need to check on that because it's it's a working lot as they call it so unlike okay. hollywood where they the, the tourism frontage and a working lot behind and um, screen gem is very much a working lot if they've got a big production going on like homeland when homeland was filmed there then they tend to close off a lot of the, the studios because they are doing recording so just check but yes they do do studio tours um, that's only prohibited if there's a big recording going on that's very cool well worth the experience if you're heading out of wilmington then i would head up the coast and we have 332 miles of coastline and you would head, sort of head out from wilmington through what we call the crystal coast and head to an area sort of harkers island and moorhead city with a view eventually to going to cedar island to take the ferries and the ferries take you basically along a string of barrier islands and take you further north once you're into that area there's 250 miles of the coastline still to go it is a national seashore so we have no high-rise building it's all low level it's all very very unspoilt to give you an idea of what it would look like from the air 
the nearest comparison would be the Florida Keys. But unlike the Keys here, you can get on and off the beach wherever you want to. With, so with regards to yeah, no, with regards to the beaches, what are the what are the beaches um, like comparable? Because obviously you mentioned what it looked like is is a lot like the Florida Keys in, um, and it is worth having a look on on Google Maps and seeing the outer banks. It, it's really stunning. Um, what would the, what do you say the, the the beaches and the water is more like with regards to if someone wants to go there and enjoy it in the summertime? The thing with the beaches there, I mean, they're very unspoiled. And if you pick your time and you go to the right places, you can be the only person on the beach as far as you will see. The actual waters catch the Gulf Stream as well and the jet stream. So the actual uh, temperature of the water is actually really quite mild, considering it's the Atlantic. Easily swimming, just quite easily, anything through April through to end of October, early November, in just a pair of trunks, sees that warm. And if you're into surfing, there is some surfing. But the whole of the coastline, um, it's fantastic for water sports. We have um, on the Atlantic side, some of the best deep sea diving, um, if people want to dive, um, also some of the best deep sea fishing because there's more shipwrecks off North Carolina than any other part of the East Coast of the US. And that lends itself to great um, feeding grounds for, for the fish. So you get great seafood and great deep sea fishing. Equally, if you're on the inner side of the barrier islands on the Pimlico Sound, then you've got a really quite shallow area. Um, I'd say shallow, I'm talking eight to 12 feet. Great for windsurfing, paddleboarding, sailing. It just gives you the right sort of climate for all of that and the right wind and, and things because um, it's quite protected by the barrier islands. And these islands in places are six miles out from the mainland. So we're not talking a few hundred yards, we're talking right out in the ocean. And that area, as you get further north towards the outer banks, it's one of the only places in the US where you can see the sunrise and sunset from the same area. Wow. And like you said, so with those um, uh, is that spanning um, from a historical point of view? I know you mentioned um, there's a lot of history there and a lot of it going back to the royalty within Europe. Is it a lot of uh, colonial time shipwrecks and also from the um, American Civil War? The shipwrecks that exist are everything from Spanish galleons through to German U-boats and merchant ships. And the reason for that is that the, the German U-boats used to um, sort of position themselves there, ready to catch the merchant ships coming to the UN, to Europe during the Second World War. So then the Navy were there as well. So that's where you get the German U-boats and you get the merchant ships. The Spanish galleons, they came that way as part of going to the Caribbean. They were sunk off the, the coast of North Carolina. And in fact, on certain parts of our coast, certainly down at um, Cape Lookout and up at Corolla, you can see Spanish Mustang ponies roaming wild. And they're descend descendants sorry, of the Spanish ponies that swam ashore 450 years ago when the galleons were sunk. And they still roam wild today. You're not allowed within 25 feet. And you can look it up online. There's some amazing videos of these horses just roaming the beach and equally the stallions fighting over over the mares and things so it's quite incredible how it's still ongoing there that's very interesting because i knew they had wild mustangs out um in the west but never knew there was uh, wild horses on on the east coast especially with yeah. such heritage yeah not a lot of people realize that they are there and they, they have probably been there for 150 years and uh, they are managed but what they found is that when they pull one out through ill health it can never go back it has to then stay back on as part of a program but they 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 are endeavouring to to make sure that they are well managed and and kept health and so health and healthy and safe. So just sort of going 
briefly back to the ferries there are two ferries if you want to continue going up the, the, the coastline uh, one of them is about two hours long but it's only 45 dollars for a car and four people so it's not expensive and then the second ferry is 30 minutes and that's free and that's a great little service just a nice way to spend a leisurely day because you can leave the moorhead city area at sort of 8 8 30 in the morning and do the ferries and end up on the the top end by the outer banks by sort of 4 30 in the afternoon so it's a nice leisurely day having lunch on the beach stopping off in a couple of different places we do have seven lighthouses along the coast if you're a lighthouse climber and some people are then that's another great way of you know seeing exactly where you are in relation to the mainland and, and out to sea and i guess most people are sort of driving around um is that the best way to get around yeah north carolina really is a self-drive type environment um just to get the best of everything so that you can stop off and see things and, and also the infrastructure for some of public transportation it is there but it really does connect the main cities if you want to see the best of the state it is a fly drive destination and it looks like it's easy driving as well it's very very easy driving i've driven out there loads of times now I mean, yeah, you get some traffic jams around the big cities, Charlotte and Raleigh and the rush hour, but the rest of the time, it's very, very easy driving and it's not not busy at all. Um, and I think the other thing with the, with the coastal region, well, generally across the state, whenever you're sat in a coffee shop or you're sat in a bar or having dinner, 99% um, of the time you'll be mixing with people from within the states or from the neighbouring states taking the holidays. So you're talking to local people. It's still very, in a way, untouched by a lot of international tourism it's growing but it's it still means that when you're sat having a coffee people will be interested in what why you're there and you'll get chatting to people and, and learn all sorts of things to see and do one of the things that i've um experienced and what i've heard is the uh, the carolinas are very very friendly uh, you know when you talk about the southern hospitality even though it's not northern carolinas uh, obviously north compared to the well or in the middle of uh, the east coast um the hospitality is is very is paramount it's one of the biggest things of what they how they feel and how they want people to perceive them is that true it, it is very very true and and, 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 I, and I sort of don't admit to this but one example of that is that I was out there a couple of years ago on holiday with some friends and we were sat, my, my friend and I went to find a little microbrewery. We sat there one afternoon and we didn't pay for a beer all afternoon because they were really interested in where we were coming from, what we were doing there and the whole side of it. And that's just the way they are. They are naturally friendly people. There you go, Laura. <laughs> I've been told um, by the One Tree Hill tour, to be honest with you. Is that, see, there's something and I've not even got to Dirty Dancing yet. And the film <laughs> Dirty Dancing. That's when I get to the mountains, the whole thing where they film dirty, some of the dirty dancing, but we'll talk to that when we get when we get over that part of the state. But there are some great restaurants. You know, if you're up in the Outer Banks, Kill Devil Grill is a fantastic grill to go to, very much full of local people. It's a 50s diner selling nothing but seafood, because seafood obviously is very prevalent over there on that, that coast, and it's just done extremely well. So that's pretty neat. As, as, as Matt alluded to, you know, the, the Wright brothers first did powered flight there as well. And you can go and these are two gentlemen from the mid states who made bicycles and shipped a load of equipment out to the coast, um, ideally to avoid the press because they didn't want to, the press to see what they were doing. Uh, and they flew six feet and continued to do that until they were flying twice the length of a football pitch. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't even be on this podcast today, probably. So no, very true. One of the things you mentioned obviously we've talked about the coastline a lot i've yeah. never pictured north carolina as a, a coastal sort of place is that a common misconception or is it do people go there for the coast 
they've every reason to go there for the coast, but they don't they don't see North Carolina as having the coastline. Um, North Carolina is very much known for the mountain side of it and Asheville and the Biltmore Estate. People don't tend to think of us for coast, but we do have great coastline. And, you know, it's, it's three and a half hours from Washington. So if you've got somebody in Washington and they want a beach break in somewhere that is not overly commercial, is very local feel to it, three and a half hours later, you can be on the Outer Banks. That works really well. And, if, you know, if you, somebody wants to combine it with Florida, you could do quite easily. You know, you, you, you probably want to overnight maybe on the way up somewhere just to break the journey. Um, but it is, it is possible to... Um, yeah, and and with with Florida as well, you you can always fly. Uh, I know the connections uh, are daily, um, so if someone doesn't want to drive up, they can twin it with, or even other other areas of of the region, whether it be DC, New York, anywhere. You know, there's a lot of flights in and out of Charlotte as a big hub. Yeah, it works well for all of that. It really does. So really, that's that's sort of our, our coast. It's very much a mix of things, very unspoiled, no high-rise buildings, great seafood, great outdoor activities. You know, if you're out there, fun thing to do that I did a couple of years ago is you can take a vineyard tour that brings you actually back from the islands to the mainland, spend afternoon having a few glasses of wine and wine tasting before getting back on the boat to the, to the outer banks, and you don't even need what more do you need. Sounds perfect. So if you, you know, if you've finished on the coast and then you're sort of going to head more towards the mountains unless anyone's got any more questions in, in relation to the coastal side of things no I'm, I'm imagining myself on the wine tour in the sunshine <laughs> best way to do it it's a fantastic way um so as you head more towards the mountains now and you know you can as i say you could drive from the outer banks right through to the mountains in about 10 hours but i wouldn't recommend it because it is a bit of a, a tall order I would head to Raleigh, the Raleigh area. It's about a four-hour drive from the Outer Banks. Um, once you get to Raleigh, Raleigh is our state capital, so we have the Capitol building. We have some museums there. Fantastic food scene. Some great award-winning chefs in that area. We're doing some really great things. Um, and the same with Durham. Durham is a great city, very much um, small American town. Uh, it was originally where they processed a lot of um, tobacco things. Um, cigarettes made cigarettes they've regenerated a lot of that now to to be outdoor places and shopping areas and if, you, if it's the right time of year take a game at the durham bulls it's really good fun real american thing to do great atmosphere great family thing to do as well at durham if you're heading over then considering over more towards the mountains then you can actually head across and join the blue ridge parkway blue ridge parkway actually comes all the way down through through west virginia as well but there's 250 miles of it in north carolina i will say it's there's no commercial vehicles on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Um, it's a 40 you mile an hour. Like you should be bursting into song right now. You don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> the weather's not that great as it is. If I sing, I can tell you what will happen. <laughs> and there's some great things to do. I would say on the Blue Ridge Parkway, just use it as a, a means to go from A to B, but then come off it and rejoin it further down. Um, there's some great views. But for example, there's a an apple orchard at Altona Pass, which is a small little town. The apple orchard sits on the route the Civil War soldiers used to take. The interesting thing with the, with the apple orchard is that the owner was the project manager on the space shuttle program. And if he's in, he'll sit and talk to anybody about what his life at NASA and things like that. So just something a little bit different where you get to learn some different things whilst having an apple juice overlook in the valley. It's just a very picturesque place to stop. Um, and there's a little bit of civil war history there if, if people like civil war. 
with the civil war um as you, you mentioned there there's the, there's bits is there quite a few forts or sites around the whole state or is it there's a there's a, there's a few there's there are some sites we have a civil war trail uh, which can be found online um they there are there aren't really any forts they are there are just trails which are the routes that the soldiers took and there are some battlefields and they do believe now that some of the last battles of the civil war were fought in north carolina because by the time they got the message that the war was over they were still fighting so there are battlefields and there are civil war cemeteries as well do they do civil war reenactments there are some at certain times of the year yes they're not i, I will be honest because i believe it or not i've been honest there are probably bigger reenactments in other parts of the us north of right. us but we do have reenactments going on but have a look at the civil war trail that's a good good resource that we have going on online as well you know there's a flat the middle area the central area really was about growing potato well, it was was about alcohol at first and then cigarettes and now it's sweet potatoes so there's a there's a lot of agriculture in that middle area um which is sort of you know why we sort of say to people you know do the rally and then over to the parkway and head down the parkway into into Asheville. Asheville is our gateway city to the mountains it's uh, very much a unique area for example it has the most number of art deco buildings outside of Miami the downtown central central downtown area has one chain store the rest are all independent retailers which makes it really refreshing it's just something different and it's very much the same with the coffee shop and the restaurant and the bar scene. They're all independent companies. And they offer a great mix of, of food, coffee, wine, locally sourced produce. There's also a really great sort of arts, craft, bohemian district where they're making sort of jewellery and, and leather goods. It's got a really great feel. And on a Friday and Saturday night, live music in Drum Square, really great place to be. It's uh, also home to the Biltmore Estate. Biltmore Estate is the largest privately owned house in America, built by Vanderbilt as a wedding present for his for his wife in the 1890s. If you look at the images, you'll see it's no mean present for a wedding present. Uh, it's really quite staggeringly big, uh, but it's a very interesting story. He's a New Yorker paying New York wages in North Carolina in the 1890s. So I you know he built a village in itself purely for his employees. So he was very forward thinking back in the 1890s. Well, then really actually, yeah, I'm not sure how much he spent, but I do know he did 60 transatlantic crossings in three years for his inspiration. So if you look at it, it's really French looking. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite a staggering thing that he's done. And they actually stored a lot of the World War II, the American historical artifacts during World War II was stored at the Biltmore Estate. And that was only announced a few years ago looks sort of a little bit like a huge Fairmont Chateau type hotel to me. It's, it is very French influenced um, and that comes from his, his transatlantic crossings. He took a lot of inspiration from France. When you're inside, a lot of the furniture looks very French again, or, and European for that matter. And that's because that's where he took his inspiration from. It's got a swimming pool inside, heated indoor swimming pool. And I, I'm also looking at photos of the North Carolina mountains and it's a little bit reminiscent of sort of British Columbia, Canada, but they just go on and on and on for as far as the eyes can see. It's the most magnificent views, I have to say, just looking at the photos. It is stunning. Um, you know, it is 
as, as Matt said at the beginning, they are, they are the highest mountains on the east coast of America. It does fit with the Appalachian Trail. It's the Blue Ridge and the Smoky Mountains sitting behind each other. That Yeah, you stand on the back terrace of the Biltmore Estate, and as far as you can see, it's just mountains, and it is absolutely stunning. Um, are they quite they, big on activities up with the mountains? Can you do, like, hiking? Are there all trails and everything you can do? You name it, you can do it. So if you're into... Um, horse riding or, or pony trekking or mountain biking, abseiling, you can climb or abseil waterfalls. Hiking is fantastic and those hikes can be as strenuous as you want them to be because some of the area whilst it's in the mountains, it's quite flat terrain to get to certain waterfalls and things like that. Something I love doing is Sliding Rock, which is just outside of Asheville, about 25 minutes south. It's a natural rock slide into a 10 foot deep pool of cold water um, i saw a video of that actually that looks really cool it is it's very it's fun to do if you've been hiking all day or for a couple of hours and you want to cool off it's a great way to do it it costs a couple of dollars i will say the water is cold oh really it's certainly, oh yeah it certainly it certainly gets the circulation going um but it's great fun and if you've got a family it's just fun to do and it's not expensive I read somewhere that North Carolina has 350 waterfalls. Is that right? Do you know? Uh, I don't know the exact figure. I do know that in Transylvania County, there are over 250 in that one area alone. So, yeah, 350 is easily doable. And if you're into photography, Transylvania County with those waterfalls is, is great. And it's, you know, you can walk to some of those waterfalls literally a couple of hundred yards on the flat. Or you can spend all day walking miles. It depends what you want to do. Oh, amazing. Barbecue, uh, so barbecue is great food in that area as well. Well, barbecue is great across the whole state. And the whole barbecue conversation is another big thing anyway in the US and in the southern states about how you do your barbecue. Um, but it, it's very, very prevalent. But really, yeah, going back to your original question, Lauren, you name the activity, you can do it. Um, there's even just outside, out a bit further south from Asheville, is the Tryon Centre, which is where the World Equestrian Games were held. So if you've got a few into if you, if horse riding is your thing, you can go there and they will teach you all sorts of things to do with horses. Or you can just go and you know, do some riding and what have you. That sounds good. Just outside well, of Asheville, 45, 50 minutes away, going back to Dirty Dancing and our film thing. Everybody remembers the scene where he lifted, lifted Babe out of the water, the lake lift scene as it's called. Um, and I'm here putting my arms in the air because I always do that when I do it for some reason. Um, <laughs> That's what it was filmed in North Carolina. And there is a festival every every year that celebrates the film and you can go and you can be lifted in the lake if you want to be lifted or you have your hair done and do all the sort of things that were synonymous with the film. That's so amazing. Just called the Dirty Dancing Festival. Um, have you been there, Duncan, and, and been lifted out of the water? No. <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> Nobody would want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's, it, the, the festival's gone from, you know, a few hundred people the first year into thousands now. And, you know, it, it's all because of, of a piece of film footage that we've all that, that, that we've all embraced, which is iconic now. You know, and it's in the same area, actually, as where they filmed Last of the Mohicans. So there's actually a lot of film things that have been done in North Carolina that people probably don't realise are North Carolina filmed. Um, you know, let's like, say Last of the Mohicans, Dirty Dancing and the Late Lift scene. The film high, uh, The Fugitive with Harrison Ford and the initial opening scenes with the train crash, um, that was all filmed in North Carolina. So great movie. There's a lot of that sort of thing going on and people, you know, and then it's great to see some of that and go and be part of it. 
Um, and uh, as you mentioned, with the with the two mountain ranges there, the the amount of um, and, you know, the amount of activities, but even just the fact of like saying standing on the back of the Billmore Estate and just looking out over them, it's just such a st stunning scenery and. And again, a great place that you can be around a lot of people, but if you want to, you can just go off and get lost, get lost in a good way, uh, go back to nature and then come back to civilization. So I can imagine it's a very um, awe-inspiring area of, of Carolina. It is, and, and you can just totally get away from it. No mobile phone signals, no anything. You can spend the day in the mountains walking and then come back to some great food in the evening, in, in not just in Asheville, but in Brevard or some of the smaller towns in those in, in, in that sort of the mountain towns as such um, and, and it's just a nice way to spend the day and i was out there a couple of weeks couple of years ago for example and we were up in the mountains and this was a massive thunderstorm and we were looking out over the mountain and all of a sudden the mountains on the other side started lighting up as though people were stood there with head torches and it wasn't it was the fireflies now they only happen when there's the thunderstorm so all of a sudden, this mountainside just looked like it was lighting up with lots of people with torches, but it's actually the fireflies. So even when things, maybe the weather's not as great, and generally we have great climate year round, but when, when there is something else going on, there's always a plus side to that and what you can see. Definitely. And, and going back to uh, at the start, you mentioned about um, moonshine and, and bootlegging and the creation of, of NASCAR. Are there still... Yeah. Um, some of the distilleries still going in up in the mountains obviously would be legitimate now but did they continue doing anything up there um obviously we you know there's bourbon and and uh, whiskey is renowned within some of the neighboring states but is it still something in in uh, north carolina yeah moonshine you know north carolina when it comes to, to spirits and, and 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 alcohol generally you know there's a great beer scene across the whole of the state for starters they've got you know Asheville was beer city usa for i think it's six years on the trot there are an, an inordinate number of breweries all doing some really really great stuff we've got a great wine growing regions as well and the biltmore and that area of the mountains produces some great wines as well but going back to your original question yes you can still get moonshine there's a lot of distilleries making moonshine and they're doing some great moonshine. It's really still very, very prevalent. It's a, it's a big part of what, of the history of the state and they've embraced it and they, they are making moonshine and they're doing it really, really well. You can actually even get sake in Asheville. Asheville is one of the only 10 places in the US where they're making sake. Oh, wow. A whole mix of things going on. Um, but we haven't lost touch with our original moonshine grassroots spirit. Um, and you can do, you know, all the, the breweries, all the distilleries, all the vineyards, they'll all, or, or wineries, not vineyards, they'll all do tours. So you can go to tours, learn how it's made, how it's processed, sample the product uh, and purchase the product, of course. Well, again, another great experience to, to do when you're out there is getting back to, like I said, a lot of history within those distilleries. Yeah, there is a lot of history in, the, in there. and. And, and the legacy of that history with an international, with a, with a national motorsport, it's probably the biggest motorsport series in the US, um, all because of that one little snip of a few years of history where you, prohibition was in place. So it's it is interesting how it's affected or made helped the state evolve. Really. Do, you, do you find get, many people travel to the states or to, to go and watch the NASCAR? Those who are big motorsport fans 
if they know something's going on and they're looking at what they're doing, they will time it around some of the big races, yes. It's amazing what does interest people. So next to the Charlotte Motor Speedway is the only Ford Mustang Owners Museum in the US. And that was a driver for a lot of people when it opened uh, two years ago this April. That was quite a big driver for people to take a trip to North Carolina was for the opening of the museum. So all these things have an influence on, on people. And if you, if, you know, the, you get to an NASCAR race where you've got tens of thousands of people, it, it is quite a great atmosphere without any shadow. And, and going on uh, back on, obviously, we're talking about sport at the moment. Um, no, well, I know you've got the Carolina Panthers uh, based in based in Charlotte, um, in Clemson, which is the college uh, college American football team. So even during that season, I can imagine that the city is absolutely buzzing um, on a Sunday or Saturday. Do you get a lot of um, tourists? Because again, it's becoming quite a big thing out of Europe and the UK. Uh, tourists heading over to watch American football and with like you mentioned the direct flights into Charlotte um, could be a, a lot of interest because it's time flight time and time zone wise it, it could be a great little weekender it, you know Charlotte's great for a weekend break as is as is Raleigh but Charlotte's great for a city break for a weekend because you got the, you would have the NFL game you would have all the other things to see and do NFL is growing in the UK as we've all seen and I think the fact the Panthers were over last year playing a game as well um, has helped and we do see people planning trips and taking trips to do it to, to take in the football in the same way that we see people doing golfing breaks to you know for four or five days so I think sport is very big in, in, in North Carolina and, and it's great to plan a bigger trip or plan something around it. And I know um, they've they've now got a soccer a soccer team as well. So I know those who uh, anyone who's sporting, if they're just going, uh, they probably be able to pick up the tickets because obviously it's not as as hard to get. I don't think at the moment. Um, but like you mentioned, there's so much sport, whether it's golf, American football, NASCAR, soccer, or real football, um, to do in Carolina, which again I don't think people would think of. Um, once they're out there, there's so much to see. And again, even even the college teams. Um, I know the University of North Carolina is is, is great at basketball um, as well. So the atmosphere for those games would be immense um, if you if you're able to get tickets. Yeah, and, and generally, I'm not going to say every time, but on a lot of the occasions, you can get tickets. A lot of things do sell out, but there's always tickets. There always seems to be the odd ticket available for certain for a lot of the games anyway. Uh, and certainly. You know, when I've seen the Durham Bulls play a couple of times, we've never struggled to get tickets. Again, as I was saying earlier, because a lot of the people who are at these games are all local people, you just feel part of what's going on, much more so than some games I've been to in some, some places in the UK, for example. You know, the mix of people is very much international, whereas some of the games here, you just sat with all Americans, all North Carolinians, all, all watching a game. Yeah, and, and and I know you mentioned um, the Durham Bulls. That's the minor league baseball. What 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 are all of the sports that are, can be found within the state? Um, well, obviously you you know you, you've alluded to most of them. You've got um, NFL. You've got uh, you've got baseball. You've got basketball with the Hornets and Charlotte and, and you've, a couple of other things. Uh, teams, um, motorsport with the NASCAR motor racing series. There's drag racing out at the, at the Charlotte Motor Speedway as well. Drag racing is quite big in the US. 
the world equestrian games so sort of there's, there's there's always something going on there whether it's for people to learn to ride or some sort of show jumping thing so if anybody's into horses and horse riding there's, there's some show jumping events going on and then golf is big golf is huge within the state we've like 500 and plus golf courses across the state sport is a big part of what we do it's a very outdoorsy state it's very much about active life and doing things and being out and about and does that describe a typical person who you think would go on holiday to North Carolina? No, because I think we're very diverse and we've everybody. You know, if you're into history, then we've got, you know, on the coast, you know, the Wright Brothers, Blackbeard, the Pirate. We didn't actually talk about the Lost Colony. You know, the first ever English settlers landed on the outer banks of North Carolina. They set up a colony. The ships came back to the UK. By the time the ships got back, to North Carolina, the provisions of that colony disappeared. And that whole story of the lost colony is one today that's never been resolved as to what happened to these people. So I think we have a lot of history that appeals to one segment. We have great food. And then if you are outdoorsy, activity, family orientated, we've got something for that as well. So we are a one-stop shop for pretty much everybody. It's just honing in on what people want and making sure they get the right experience and they've been the right places for that experience, you know, and, and that's what we're here to do is to talk to people and, and, and inform them on where to, where, where to see and where to go. So I love the idea of going. How long do you think I should set aside if I wanted to go on a trip to, to, to really do it justice? That's a good question. Um, it's very easy to fill two weeks in North Carolina very easy to fill two weeks and two weeks in north carolina would do the state justice being objective we do know that as that the people who travel will maybe start somewhere they might want to combine it with charleston but i think if you end if you do want to do certain things and you still end up with 10 days in in north carolina that will give you a really good flavor of the state without feeling like you're living in a car all the time i think the big thing with us is it's about enjoying two or three days in different places just to embrace the lifestyle because it is the way of life the pace of life is a bit slower and making sure you get to see all the things you want to do i was going to say there's three very different people on this podcast today um all very different styles lauren what bits would you sort of pick out as your highlights or what would you like to go and see see i've been thinking about this i've been planning it i wanted to go do a bit of surfing then I want to go up the mountains where you've got no phone signal or anything. I would feel like I really need to go do that for a little bit. Um, and then wine tasting followed by some seafood places. That's my highlight. That's what I've been thinking about. Matthew. Yeah, tick. <laughs> um, so quite similar in a way. I would I, I'd probably do like a – I'd want to see all the diversity of – the state so i would probably fly in to raleigh um and then go out to the coast do the outer banks go and see the lost city area um do a lot of the, the, do the wine tour that, that sounded amazing to from the outer banks back in so that that'd be immense um heading back into uh, past Charlotte up into the mountains might go and do the dirty uh, dirty dancing water lift and the the yeah the rock slide and then do a couple of hikes and explore the Bill Monnet State and like you said there the, the breweries and the beer and the moonshine and then end up in Charlotte for some sport 
um and a weekend of i try and do try and plan it to do a weekend of sports so i try and catch uh, um all dependent upon timetables but maybe get the college football and then the nfl or if if i can't get that i try and go to a nascar race um or you know some or maybe the basketball but yeah finish i'd finish up there and then fly back so very different i like to try and get a bit of everything I, I've got visions now in my head, Matthew, of you and Dirty Dancing. It's it's not good. I would be the one being lifted. I'll be doing the lifting. Yeah, so that's it makes it feel better. I want to see the, yeah. picture. I want to see the pictures of that. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to see Matthew doing that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like a salmon no, coming out I, of the water. I, I'm a good cross between the two of you, I think. So one of my best holidays so far has been to British Columbia and driving around. And I love the idea of going to Charlotte for the sort of little bit of hustle and bustle, but not too hustle and bustly. Uh, and then going off into the, the mountains and I love water sports. And I'd love to, not that I'm into NASCAR, but I think it's one of those things, if you're there, you should try and hook up and sort of go and see it. It sounds like a cool thing to go and do. That's some of those sporty things. So I think it's, you get the best of both. Two weeks of bit of bit busy and a bit of quiet just sounds idyllic and because it's on the east coast it's not going to take too long to get there is it no it's not it's not at all and and it's very easy as i said at the beginning it's very easy to get to and i think that is a good mix i think you know one question i do get asked uh, a lot is should i do the mountains or the coast first and i don't think there's a wrong or a right answer to that i think we're all different people as we've just alluded to by what you all fancy doing and I say to people, if you people who relax in the mountains more than finish in the mountains, if you people who finish relax more by the, you know, the coast and surfing or seafood, then finish your holiday there. Whichever way you are, um, you know, if you want to finish it with sport, that's great. But it doesn't matter which way around you do it. it, it, it it's relaxing for all. Just pick the one that works best for you. There's no right or wrong answer. And what's the sort of flight time? Because I was just thinking I'd probably even just do a city break if I was just going for the sports to Charlotte. I do love a city break. And it is something different to the likes of New York and Boston. I'd say it's more like a bit of Boston in the way of a layout, or maybe more a bit like Nashville. Yeah, because the music scene's great there. The, the sports scene is great. There's, some great. there's a couple of great outlet malls out near the airport as well, so shopping is great. Flight time to Charlotte is about, depending on wind and conditions, about seven and a half, seven, three quarter hours, um, slightly shorter than Atlanta. But these days, that's that's not long at all for a lot of people. You know, people do Vegas for the weekend and that's 10, 10 hours, 10 and a half hours. So Charlotte's at seven and three quarters, at maybe eight tops is easily doable, easily doable. I think you've just sold it to Lauren again there. <laughs> I am ready to go. There you go. I can recommend somewhere to book it as well. <laughs> we have, I just imagine one more thing. We have a website called project543.com. That's because North Carolina technically is 543 miles from coast to mountains. It is building to be 543 things you can only see and do in North Carolina. But it's a one-stop shop to look at that information. So rather than you having to search, what can I do in Asheville? You can pick a region and it gives you all the things. But what it does, it gives you a picture in about 25 words. And it's, it's a quick way of saying, oh, that might appeal to me. Or that's not for us. Oh, what's that about? And it takes you straight to the web page. But it's things you can only do in North Carolina. So the Biltmore Estate is on there. The Wright Brothers are on there. Um, all sorts of quirky little things are on there as well. It's just a one-stop, easy reference guide to find things that there are to see and do across the state. 
I'm on it right now, and I'm going to do the the whale head ghost tours. I'll go to Somerset Place Plantation, uh, Cataluchi Ranch, just because of the name. I mean, this is this is great fun. Love this site. Fantastic. Uh, well, very insightful, Duncan. Absolutely amazing. I think you've just told three people on uh, going to North Carolina. Uh, is there a particularly good time of year to go? No, I, I would normally say to people to to look to be there April through um, October. You know, our coastal area is very much a seasonal community. So if you go in the winter, there is not as much open. A lot of it is closed for the winter months. So if you want to get the best of it, anytime between April and October, July and August can get quite hot, or late July into August can get quite hot. Um, but really, yeah, April through October. The one thing I would add is that if you are somebody who looks for the fall colours, the autumn colours in the US, then our fall season lasts a lot longer lasts about six weeks as opposed to sort of the traditional New England two, two and a half weeks. And we're a lot later than New England. So it comes south uh, and then we get it for longer. Um, so if people are interested in the fall colours and the whole, you know, watching the changing colours and the whole way that the Appalachian Trail and the, the mountains change, then I would, you know, we are great for that time of year as well. And that really can run into November as well. Brilliant. Well, um uh, has been amazing so thank you very much for joining us today we'll put links to uh, the websites in our show notes and uh, find yourself a great travel consultant if you're looking to get yourself off to north carolina very uh, definitely recommend it brilliant great. thank you duncan oh, thank you thanks for the opportunity thank you the travel podcast is sponsored by not just travel where it's not just travel it's a way of life we hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends. But also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.